Welcome everyone to the Advocate Podcast. For this episode, we'll be talking about effective study tips for law school students. Now, our next guest is a third-year Juris Doctor student at Ateneo de Manila Law School and a resident intern of the Ateneo Human Rights Center. An advocate and activist, she has a deep passion for human rights and the environment. She has dedicated herself to serving those in the peripheries and worked at the grassroots with indigenous peoples communities, as well as those in the basic sectors on social political campaigns and towards the creation of a just and equal society. She graduated cum laude with a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science from the Ateneo de Manila University. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce uh, Billy Blanco. Hi, Billy. Hi, Steph. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a long day, but I'm looking forward to having this discussion with you today. Yes, I'm looking forward also. So to start things off, um, can you share with us your um, top five study tips that have been the most effective for your law school and perhaps share in your process because Billy has uh, famous reviewers in Ateneo Law School. So maybe she can share her process on how she does these famous reviewers. Kaba talaga yung famous. Hindi naman sila famous. But okay, <laughs> I'll do my best. Um, five study tips, no? Um, in general, I actually have five points. But the first two, I think, are very, very important for people to remember whether... Um, you're just starting out in your law school journey or like you're in the middle of it or even if you know you're not sure so sure about law school so the first one is to figure out and hold on to your why what do i mean by this so it's really just the answer to the question of why do you want to be a lawyer i think this is very very important and more than like the practical tips this is what i tell people all the time that you have to figure out your answer to that question and you know if your answer is like prestige or money and, you know, the favorite answer in law school interviews is, this is my parents' dream for me. Um, I think you have to think again. Um, I'm not saying that you should not go to law school because it's not for me to decide. But that what I want people to know is that for you to really survive these four years in law school, and it's not going to be easy. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's, it's a lot difficult. You'll have to dig deeper in that. Um, for me personally, every time people ask me um, why I'm in law school, it's simple. Um, it's to serve the people. Um, I want to be able to um, use the law, really, not to defend the law, but to use it um, creatively so that I'm able to serve those who are marginalized in our society. Like, just a short story. Every time, um, what I always come back to is this experience I had. Like, a couple of years ago, I was in um, Mindoro, and I met um, Ella May, who's a six-year-old Mangyan. And then one of our conversations, oh, so cute, so cute, <laughs> I love her talaga. Parang one of our conversations, so that um, I, it was like the end of my stay there, and I asked her, Ella May, ano bang gusto mo magin paglaki mo? And then she told me, Ate mag-aral. And being myself, na parang na frustrate ako because I couldn't understand. Like what I wanted to know was whether she wanted to become a doctor, a teacher, like a police officer and then she just told me ate mag-aral so I asked her again I asked Ella May so ano nga ano nga gusto mo maging paglaki mo and she just told me ate mag-aral and then that's the point that it hit me that um for many indigenous children for many Filipino children in fact like Ella May um education to them is something that we know is a right but it's something that there are several barriers before they reach that and to me that's very important because every time like I'm having a hard time or every time I'm overwhelmed with law school, I just go back 
to that story with LMA. I remember that what I'm doing is for LMA. It's for the indigenous Aww. people. And yeah. for all those people marginalized. Because um, I understand that my the study of the law is a, an incredible privilege. And, you know, I have this privilege. So why not use the privilege for good, diba? So yun lang. Parang every time, um, I think that's the most important tip that I have. It's for people to figure out your why and hold on to that why. Because that why will sustain you all throughout like the week and even the entire semester and your entire law school journey. Yeah, I think I like how you pointed out that it's a privilege and it's you appreciate that you actually have the opportunity to be able to study, even to study in Atenea Law School. What's an interesting mindset is to have is instead of, oh, I have to do readings, I have to do this, but I get to do this, I get to do readings, I get to study law, um, I get to have this opportunity in this platform. And that's really great. So thank you so much for that first tip, Billy. Yeah, well, my second tip, is um again it's very important is to do what works for you um in my experience i think that studying the law it entails personal discipline and at the end of the day although you'll have support from like your family friends and your blockmates like the study of the law is really just about you studying the law at the end of the day it's you who will take that exam it's you who will have to conquer the bar exam and i think that it's very important for people to realize that at the end of the day you have to figure out uh, what works for you and to constantly adjust and realign um, your strengths, your weaknesses, and your capabilities. For example, like me, when I started law school, I knew that memory work, I was really, really bad at memory work. Same, <laughs> same. <laughs> so, so what I did was like, I figured out things to, to make it easier for me to memorize, which is why um, I make my outlines and my reviewers I break down the law so that it's easier for me to memorize, which is how I um, am able to digest things easier. Um, as I said, you, it's very, very important for you to do what works for you. Oftentimes, we're told diba, in law school that um, you can rely on certain outlines and certain materials for particular profs. And while I think there's wisdom in that, um, I think it's very important for you to develop discipline and the rigor in um, you yourself um, learning the law because at the end of the day diba ikaw naman yung magre-recite in class um ikaw yung mag-exam yeah. so um i don't think there's like a particular way in going about it it's just you showing up each day and doing what works for you um personally for me since i'm a visual learner as i said um i like highlighting a lot with a lot of colors and mm-hmm. making my outlines and reviewers and that's how it works for me but, you know, for other people, I know other people na procrastinators or they like j- reading everything, like, in advance and they'll, they'll be able to recite and answer their exam. So, yun, I think you just have to figure out um, habits or certain things that will make you, um, ah, that will work for you really in your study of law. Um, mm-hmm. in, yeah, there. Um, can you share with us your experimentation phase? Like specifically what concrete um, things or habits you tried and then how it didn't work out just from your own experience? Yeah, um, particular things talaga. I used to read everything. Like mm-hmm. read talaga. And I'm very, very particular. Like um, I used to not know how to highlight. Even my mm-hmm. poodles now, parang 
di ba kasi, they tell you na in law school, um, parang very important yung different colors of highlights so that it's easier yeah. for you to recall. Yeah. <laughs> Tapos ako, yeah. I, as in, I have proof. Like, if you look at my civil code now, parang natatawan na lang ako dun sa kung paano ako mag-highlight before. Because I highlighted everything. And there's just one color. Like, I, I remember, parang orange for the section number and then yellow for the entire provision. And the thing is, parang, that's not how it's supposed to go. And you figure mm. it out. Yeah, yes. um, throughout, you know, your law school journey, throughout you survive um, every subject, na you figure out what works for you. For me now, what works is that I have particular colors that I use um, and I break down the provision. So it's really learning how to um, spot like the rule and the exception. And more than that, um, the experimentation phase, yun nga, parang natatawag ako in recipe and I couldn't remember because they're all in yellow. <laughs> yung, oh no and the ba you know naman from law school experience na the provisions are super super long and they're super dense diba yes. so yun, it, it took a lot of practice as well on my part to figure out like um the type of highlighting that would work in particular cases so now i have my own style of what colors i use and i don't highlight everything now thankfully and i've learned to like use underlines or in circles which are easier things to uh, which are easier to which help me recall better especially when you're going to be asked to recite um adjusting then in law school is very very difficult i think parang the first year of law school you it, it it feels like you're thrown in the ocean and um or fire you know or fire <laughs> Either or. you know <laughs> baptism by fire too but you know it's that and I, yung experimentation phase ko kasi, um, ever since before, I've had my habits. Like, I, my study habits have been set talaga. And ever since um, elementary, actually, I've been making reviewers na talaga. So, nakas, parang, oh, just, elementary. Yeah, I remember oh. pa dati, um, I would make it in one whole sheet of paper and I'd handwrite it. And then my wow. classmates would ask to photocopy my reviewers. Even Aww. for ITL, parang I remember nag-handwritten reviewers sa hosts. Oh my God. Doesn't your hand get sore or you're used to it na? I'm used to it. Because I learn wow. best kasi by writing. Writing, oh, yes. Yeah. So there, um, entering law school, I thought it would work. Diba? Na handwritten reviewers, let go, handwritten notes the entire way. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It will not work. I used to make handwritten digests then. And then before I figure out na with the sheer volume of the things we need to finish reading, you're not going to be able to finish the entire coverage. And that's one of the things I'll talk about later on. Like it's very important for you to realize to study smart and not hard. Because mm-hmm. if you study super hard, which is, you know, handwrite everything and um, down to the little details of each case, you'll get burned out. And you won't really recall everything that you need to remember. And you won't be able to perform in class. So. Yeah. Um, I really like how you pointed out on the importance of experimentation for what the study habit works for you. I think people tend to forget on putting an intention of really putting an intention on their experimentation for their study habits. So thank you for that tip also, Billy. Um, How about your third tip? Um, my third tip is really to prepare your game plan. I call it game plan because um, I think it's less daunting than saying that you have a to-do list. So your game plan is yes. really just a schedule and a to-do list. Um, for me personally, what works is that I have a 
I have a calendar on Google Sheets, which I update with my class schedules and the requirements. I even have a recipe tracker and a cut tracker for my subjects. <laughs> Para sure lang tayo na hindi tayo mag-overcut. But then, other than that, um, it's really writing down the things that you have to do. Um, more than like um, the habit of you having a list diba, of all the coverage, I think it's important for people to prepare a game plan so that you'll, able, you're able, you'll be able to assess um, how long you need to um, focus on in a certain subject. Because we know that when you study a law, it's not just one subject. Diba? Di sana ang dalina mm. kung isa lang yung aralan. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, true. <laughs> but the experience is that uh, we study, if you're in Ateneo Law School, such as myself, parang seven to nine subjects, then you're asked to balance everything. And this composed of bar subjects and we have minor subjects as well. So it's important for you to create a game plan, take a step back, like at the end of the week. For me, usually, I make my lists Fridays or Saturdays. And then um, what I do is that I take a step back, I look at all the coverage assigned for um, the next coming week so that I'm able to allocate particular hours, diba? For some people kasi parang they say na five, parang three hours a day for this certain subject or like two hours for this certain subject. I find that parang it doesn't work really because mm-hmm. sometimes the coverage is too long for one subject and uh, it, it, it will entail more hours of studying. So for me, like aside from assessing the length of the coverage, it helps because I'm able to assess how long I need to um, focus on for that particular subject. For example, um, to me, I love political law. So it's easy for me to study constitution and um, international law. So when I study that, I know that it's faster. I digest the cases and the um, information and the concepts faster. But then when, let's say, we're talking about civil law or even. I know that I need a longer period of time to study for that so that I'm able to um, I'm able to understand the material better and um, hopefully finish the coverage. So it's really about that. It's preparing beforehand so that you're not overwhelmed in the next coming week. Kasi diba, parang um, starting Monday, tuloy-tuloy na yun eh, Monday to Saturday. For In my case, I have classes till Saturday. And um you need to be able to plan out everything and space out so that um, you won't be overwhelmed or you won't drown. Yeah. Do you think, do you think it's best to prep out? Because there's some who say, oh, you should plan your game plan when it's near to the date rather than in advance. Um, what do you would recommend or what best suits you? Um, I think it's better if you plan ahead of time. So that um, you What's can... What's ahead of time? Like how far? Mm, I would like a say... week, two weeks, a month. Well, it's difficult because, right? For example, our schedule. We some subjects we meet twice a week. So definitely, hindi ka makaka prepare. Yeah. I mean, you won't be able to plan out to prepare for like the second meeting, right? Because yeah. you you won't know the coverage. Yeah. But you'll know the coverage for the first meeting. So, kunwari, your class meets ng Monday and Wednesday. Um, to me, how it works is that I prepare for that yung first meeting of the week, diba? So, kunwari. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, as I said earlier, I usually prepare pag Fridays and Saturdays. And then I just write down the coverage the first time mag-meet yung class for that week, diba? For some mm-hmm. classes, kasi we meet only once. So, yun, that's ahead of time for me. Like, 
the ah, first meeting that yeah that meeting that week because obviously you won't know the coverage for like um yeah. the the second meeting that week diba maha prepare ka lang for the first meeting that week and i think that's okay because usually in your schedule parang you have subjects that you only meet once a week and what i do personally i prepare for those in the weekend so that for um for example in my schedule i have um special issues in international law or conflicts of law and we meet once a week only i prepare for that in the weekend so that um come the data it would be easier for me to review and i could cram the other subjects that let's say second meeting na namin or like um would have another a new set of assignment so that i think that's how it works for me na um so that i'm not constantly um drowning from the assignments because <laughs> yes. if you don't plan ahead you'll really get overwhelmed with all the um yeah. things that you have to read and study yeah that's really interesting so um from what i'm getting from billy is that she'd recommend or what works with her is that for the subjects that you only meet once a week you can try to do that friday saturday already because for sure that's the the coverage more or less but then for the classes that are twice a week um focus on the first meeting and then you can somewhat have leeway for cramming for the second meeting of the week so that's a very helpful i'll try that thanks <laughs> so, it works the um, man i think for me i actually i think i unintentionally did that um But then I then in looking back, oh man, no, that that was a pretty that actually helped me manage my time better for. I know, but it was unintentional. So now I have a rational why I should stick to it. So, <laughs> so yeah, thanks so much, Billy. Um, how about I think we're on your fourth tip now. Yeah. Um, fourth tip is really to read, read and read, and we get it a lot, de ba? No, when we're in law school, it's just endless reading. But more than that, like my practical tip is for you to read in this order, and I take no credit for it. It was actually a professor who told me <laughs> that this is the best way to read, yes. uh, to study the law. Mm-hmm. So it's codal commentary and cases. So codal, that's the law, and then mm-hmm. you go on to the commentary and the cases. I think it's important to read it in this order and not base it on how long you have to read because the tendency for law students right was like oh i'll read first the cases na three pages lang na two pages lang so that it's easy parang um it would seem like you finished a lot of things already mm-hmm. but what i've found is that if you study in that order which is law and the commentary in the cases um you'll be able to really understand the material better because the law states the rule And then usually the commentary explains the rule for you, like what it means. And then mm-hmm. the cases help qualify the rule. So it's usually that way. And I think um it's a better way to understand it because if you look at it in the syllabus of professors, they really place the syllabus and they make their syllabus with a particular intention for you to do so, diba? And we see it's mm-hmm. usually the law, the provisions of the law, and then um the cases. So there, I think it it would be it would help a lot really for people to study that way, so that um you have the bigger picture, which is the law, and then focus on like the details of how the cases qualify, um the particular rule or the part uh, how the jurisprudence has developed, which I think will really mm. help you a lot, so that um when you're there um in terms of, parang pagmagresite ka na you know every, you know everything because it's impossible mm-hmm. to know everything but mm-hmm. you know you're able to really um articulate yourself better in class since you know that this is the law 
and this is what doc has doki says about it so then mm-hmm. so it's you also see it in the bigger picture and then you get to see in the nuances and specific cases so yeah. okay thank you for that actually for me um i think i do commentary and cases then codal but i think i'll try make sense though more for um codal first so i'll try it out thank you to your prof with the tip <laughs> so um so how about your fifth tip that you have um, for law students my fifth tip is really just to understand what you're reading and um before you memorize diba kasi we're told na oh madali lang yan i-memorize mo na lang lahat yan yeah but it's not it's, it's not yeah, they they tell they tell us you know you don't need to memorize in law school i think that's the biggest lie in the world also like i get you understand but you know like that's it was just really funny so when when they said oh i don't need to memorize and like how come you don't memorize it like diba? they, they asked the class so yeah sorry anyways go on billy Yeah, so it's really understand what you're reading and understand the law. And what do I mean by this? Um, as I said earlier, diba, um, one of the weaknesses I had coming into law school was that I, I'm really bad at memory work. Like, I find it, I understand, like, this is why I like Consti then. Because I like knowing Same. the why. Diba? Yes. Parang why it's a rule yes. is that certain way. But if you ask me to tell you the provision verbatim, I'll struggle with that definitely. Yeah. But what I've found is that understanding it is really just breaking it down. And as I said earlier, this is why I make my reviewers and my outlines because mm-hmm. under how um how exactly do you understand? It's by having your notes. I know for some people and Gisela like note taking types of people and that's okay. But for me um Aside from that, if you're not going to make notes or reviewers, you can annotate your syllabus or your case outline, which helps a lot. And that way, you're, um, as I said earlier, diba, if you read in that order, na codal commentary cases, you'll be able to understand why a rule is in a certain way. And that's what I mean by understand what you're reading. It's really um, knowing not just what the rule says, but why it's made a certain way. That's why it's important for you to outline Uh, to annotate your outlines. What I do, um, practical tip, is that um, I write, the, especially for my subjects now, I write down in the syllabus, diba, there's a case list. I write yes. keywords for cases and then mm-hmm. one-liners or sometimes one to two sentence case doctrines. So in that mm-hmm. way, it's easier for me to understand. And how do I check if I understand it? So for example, let's say, Um, Estrada versus the Sherto case, right? That's about the impeachment of Arab. So mm-hmm. I just put it on the side, impeachment of Arab, and then the one line, and then the issue for that subject. So for example, um, in evidence, we talked about it, and it was about hearsay and the Angara Diaries. So I just put there, impeachment of Arab, Angara Diaries, hearsay. And then I have the one-liner there for the doctrine. And this way, I know that I understand it. Because if I have to remember the case, I'm able to remember, ah, they talked about this issue, hearsay. Plus, mm-hmm. the, the case doctrine is there, right? So, mm-hmm. um, that's why it's important for you to annotate your outline so that you'll be able to check, wait, what, did I really understand this case? Or did I really understand this written provision? Because if you're not going to do it, um, it's going to be hard. And based from experience, it's going to be hard for you to study for your... midterms and your finals yeah that's 
that happened to me also I only found out about annotation like halfway through the SEM so half because freshman year so half half the upper half of cases were blank in my in my syllabus and then the bottom half was more annotations so it's also very helpful for um going to instead of having to back read every single case again um it's good summaries and keywords and also reviewer Naren for you yeah. So there, um, I think it would really help and it'll, it will check your understanding really of how you understand the case. And yun nga, parang tip nga rin siya so that when you're reciting and your prof, you know, is the type of prof that likes to skip cases or to jump to different <gasps> cases. Those so that you, diba, those kinds of profs, you'll have that edge, diba, na you have keywords there and you'll be able to pick up um, from those keywords and from how you understand that case and that doctrine for that particular rule, you'll have it there. So it would be easier for you really to recall and to recite what that case or that rule says. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for that. Um, thank you so much for your five tips, Billy. I really appreciate learning a lot from them. Um, now, moving to your famous reviewers, um, do you like to share with us the process of how you make these reviewers, um, the mindset that you have, or like the step-by-steps that you usually follow? Yon, um, first of all, I'm not famous for my reviewers. <laughs> but um, to talk about like my reviewers, the thing is I actually share my reviewers um, mm-hmm. online. So I have a Google Drive. Um, you can access it. It's at tinyurl.com backslash billynotes. So mm-hmm. I share it for everyone. And I think I'd like to share first why I make outlines and reviewers and why I share them for everyone. So as mm-hmm. I said earlier, that's how I best learn talaga. As in, it's been my study habit ever since before that I like making notes in reviewers. Mm-hmm. But more than that, um, when I entered law school, um, making the outlines in reviewers was actually, um, and sharing them, in fact, was because um, I believe that um, law school is hard enough. It's tough as it is. And I think that um, since I already have these outlines and reviewers, um, why not share them to everyone else, right? Um, personally, I think that there's no place for cab mentality and persons yes. with every man for himself attitudes in law school. Because that's yung tendency because we're in such a pressure-filled environment. And, you know, once you take on that mindset, kasi it breeds resentment and competition, and distrust in a profession that I think where empathy and trust are super important. So exactly. that's why I share my reviewers. Um, and that's why syempre added parang inspiration or in your motivation why I work on my reviewers. Because precisely, how can we say that we're lawyers for others or that we want to be lawyers for others when we look the other way instead of supporting each other, diba? So at the end yeah. of the day, parang it's my way of helping others start and at the same time, I'm helping myself because, you know, I'm prepared now with this outlines and reviewers. But, yun nga, um, it's a process. Why not share these digests, these notes, so that everyone that deserves to pass, passes, diba? Oh, yes, that's, that's nice. So, yun, um, that's why I sort of started with that ever since I was in, I think, in first year. I started sharing my reviewers na in that out, parang yun. So that's why. Um, moving on to how. Um, as I said earlier, um, I usually just follow the syllabus of professors. And I get it a lot. People ask me 
all the time na parang, Billy, how do you finish the coverage agad? Na parang, how are you able to make reviewers in time for midterms and then prepare in time for finals na kompleto na siya like weeks, like a week before fa- um the exams. And what I tell them is that I don't really. Hindi ko natatapos yung co- coverage every day. Because I think it's impossible with the sheer number of things that we have to to study. But mm-hmm. what I do is that I just follow the syllabus and I mark it, diba? So if I'm... And my reviewers, actually, I make them not um like weeks before the exams. I make them each day. Every day I'm studying. So like mm-hmm. right now, I'm already... I have five reviewers, I think, that I'm making for my subjects now. And mm-hmm. each day, um, I just follow the coverage for each day. And you know, there are days when you, you're not going to be able to finish the coverage or finish your notes because, you know, you have to read everything. So you just highlight, diba? So yun. Um, but what I do is that I go back and I do it. Uh, I add, I update my reviewers. And really, my process is, um, as I said earlier, I read the law. So I break down the law first. And then um, I add commentary to explain the law. For some subjects, like the commentary just breaks down the law. So that makes it easier. And then um, I put case doctrines. So everything's there. Um, I think that it would be helpful really to follow that form, na codal commentary and case. So that um, by the time you're reviewing for your exams, you're not panicking because you have all these materials in front of you and, you know, not just one thing. So that's what I do. It's really doing that process. And for some professors, I also add like transcripts of what they discuss in class. They're not, you know, verbatim transcripts, but really just points that they raise in class or the issues that uh, we have to focus on so that it's easier when you review for finals. Now, wait a minute, this certain prof raised this point about this. Baka yun yung lalabas exam. So yun, mm. um, my notes are really that. Now, I just make them um, each day so that I'm not overwhelmed and cram it um, pag midterms na or finals na. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Hopefully, maybe other people will also be inspired with making their own reviewers just like Billy. So that's really interesting. Um, how about so we were able to talk about the five top tips you've had and even your process with um making reviewers. Do you have any top three mistakes that you encountered when it comes to studying in law school, even ones that you've yourself committed? Um, well, the first one, and I think I alluded to it earlier. Now, don't compete with anyone but yourself. Um, I think it's very important. Ako kasi I went into law school very grade conscious. So when you're in put in that mm-hmm. position, a pressure-filled um, um, situation, and you know, parang the tendency for you is to compare yourself with others. And na uh, bakit siya nakaharisite siya ng ganong ka galing or like ang bilis niya mag-memorize ganyan kaya niya mag-recite verbatim and you know it's it's really hard diba kasi we're put in a situation that ha, it's physically and emotionally exhausting and demanding it demands really really your absolute best from you each time and the tendency nga is for you to compare yourself with others and I think to do that would actually be counterproductive and it would be harder on yourself because each time you're studying then instead of focusing how do I learn best you tend to think, ah, because this person is so good in reciting the law this way, ang galing niya mag-memorize. Dapat ako rin mag-memorize ng that way. Pero, di ba? Mm, yeah. What if it doesn't work for you that way? In my case, parang, 
hindi, I'm really, really not good in memorizing the law that way. What works for me is that I break down the law and I'm able to recite it that way. And um, I'm able to explain it better. So yon, I think that's very important. Study mistakes yon because it's a mistake for you to compare yourself with others and to think that everything's a competition. At the end of the day, as I said, um, the study of the law, this whole law school journey is about you studying the law. Yes, there are other people around you, but it's really about your um, journey itself. It's about you studying. So each day, it's only a chance for you to better yourself, not because you want to compete with others, but because you want to come out of this experience to be the best lawyer that you can be. Not necessarily the best, but the best lawyer that you can be where you can be most um, of most help to others and to really be that lawyer for others. Yes, well said, Billy. Um, I really like how you talked about that it's really important, especially for freshmen. It's so easy for you to compare yourself to your other batchmates, especially when you're all lost and you feel like, okay, this person is doing well, so I should just copy them or this other person um, performs, but I should copy them. But it's really great that you emphasize now, although it's good to receive study tips, you have to experiment what the right one for you and what really matches you well. And I think it's also a great amount of self-awareness that's necessary for you so you being aware you being able to honestly evaluate um how much time you're spending on this how long it takes you for this and being okay that it takes this long what what are you going to do about it so yes thank you for that um do you have uh, another um mistake that you'd like to share with us yeah um definitely again i think i mentioned it also earlier um study smart not study hard again mm-hmm. parang for I remember this from first year where um, the tendency for you is, oh no, I have to read in advance. When a prof tells us that this is the coverage for the entire week of 40 cases, I have to read all these 40 cases in the originals with the commentary and memorize all the laws. And, you know, uh, even read the separate opinions and the dissenting opinions. But, you know, that's not studying smart. And the thing is, Mm -hmm. as I said earlier, you'll end up um, being burnt out and at the same time chances are you'll choke during your citation because everything you have the huge weight and pressure of um, the things that you have to memorize and things you have to remember um, is weighing down on you this is and it's something that you learn um, as you move further in your law school journey it's to study smart and what do I mean by this um, as I said earlier it's really um, a manner of looking at the big picture. So looking at what the law, the rule is, the law says, and then the what the cases are. You know? And again, you have to be okay with the fact that some days you won't be able to finish the coverage for certain kinds of subjects. And that's okay. Um, as long as um, you'll show up each day and uh, give it a good fight each day. So yun, um, don't study hard, as in, but study smart about it. Because um, I think that it's a skill really for you to um, recognize na what are the issues, the, the tendency for us, especially in first year, is when we read constant cases, I will remember everything, even the procedural yes. issues. Yes, this, this long case. Yeah, and all yes. they ask you is this one issue. <laughs> Which is oh a mistake gosh. because yes. it, w- it really won't help you in answering your exams because 
professors for certain subjects won't ask you parang what did the court of appeals diba what did the court of appeals say diba kasi what they want to what they want to get out of you is really what you the doctrine that um that you're supposed to get for that particular case so it's mm-hmm. important for you to study smart about it so for example you're studying constitutional law and the topic is i don't know um searches and seizures just focus on that diba study that part of the ratio uh, of that part of the um of the case yung issue lang na yon and then leave out or at least kung may time ka that's when you read the other parts of the case the procedural issues so that um you know you'll help yourself but you won't put that pressure on your shoulders mm, yes i think that's very well said Ooh, how about your third maybe one last um mistake that people might fall into in law school um eto i'm guilty of this when i started of law school it's that the tendency for you is to think that there's no outside world because you're too focused in like um studying your books you're studying the law and oftentimes and you know i don't blame ourselves for it but we forget the bigger picture what do i mean by this diba it's on two levels first um we think about just surviving each day na sana hindi ako matawag for recitation today, ganyan, or na, ay, parang sana, um, ma, yung hanggang ditong case lang yung tawagin ng professor. But, the thing is, um, I think, we have to, um, be aware of this mindset where you're studying not just for that day, but you're studying in preparation for your exams, for bar review when you're in fourth year. And eventually the bar exam, and we get it a lot, de ba? With professors, they tell us na um, from the you study for your for the bar from first year, from the very first day in law school. And I think mm-hmm. it's important for people not to forget the bigger picture, because we get so hyper focused on like finishing the coverage for this day, um, and just you know finishing the coverage to say that we finished it, but you know we forget na uh, we have to look. At, and we have to prepare for the exams. We have to prepare for, oh, you know, the big, what lies ahead. So in my case, midterms in a couple of weeks, tapos finals, diba? And then eventually bar review and exams. And then on another level, aside from, you know, the day-to-day surviving of law school, I think it's important for people not to forget your why or para kay. Because um, even though it's not strictly, you know, a study tip, but like, um, It's, a, it's something that we forget because oftentimes we're insulated away from the world. And um, again, the tendency is that once you forget your, your why, you lose your joy for why you're studying the law. Um, for me personally, I went through that phase where I was so overwhelmed in second year law school because it's grabbing yung weight ng subject, yes. second year law school. And then um, at some point, I lost my joy for studying the law. And, you know, it was just about finishing the coverage for each day, surviving each day. And I, you know, while I know, while I, I'm an advocate, I know why I'm studying the law. I think it takes a certain kind of um, awareness and bravery for you to remember na, wait a minute, um, there are things bigger than myself, diba? May nangyayari sa labas na baha dapat kong isipin para hindi ako sumuko. And even further than that, na, tayo nag-aaral ng batas. In my case, 
I want to study the law to serve the people, di ba? And who are these people? These are the communities. Um, these are the people in the fringes and the margins of society. And yun nga, once you forget this, it will hard, it will be hard for you to you know to get up each day and to do the work that is demanded out of us. So yun, um, which is why yun din yung first kong sinabi na study tip. It's for you to figure out and to hold on to your why because it's your why that will sustain you. It's your why that will, you know, um, motivate you to read those last 10 pages of the case or to really, you know, give you that extra push to go all the way. Um, okay. So um, just as a follow-up question, can you share with us what your study routine is? It could be your study routine for the week or study routine for the day. Um, actually, my study routine um, drastically changed when we went to quarantine. Since mm-hmm. we started online law school, since mm-hmm. um before um I used to um need to leave the house earlier since I live um farther from Mahati, so I live outside NCR kasi. So um yung travel time is something that I'm very conscious about. Kaya ibarin yung study time ko before, but then now in quarantine um I actually wake up at around eight or nine a.m. each day. The first thing I do is I run. I actually work out. Yes, yes, she has day. time to work out. <laughs> yes, it's so possible. Yun, it's possible, I think. <laughs> Kaya pa naman. <laughs> but yun, I, I start my day um with working out. I run five kilometers a day. Wow. So yun, yun. Nice. Tapos um from um after running. Um, I make my coffee because coffee is life. So I need to drink iced coffee. And yes, then it is. That's when I start studying um for my classes. In my case, my classes start at um two, usually two in the afternoon. So mm-hmm. from I have time to study from 10 to 2, let's say, right? And then I have my time for lunch. And then when the day ends, since my classes are usually from two to nine, I I stay up to study from 9 to around 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. So um, since I'm an evening law student, I take that time to actually prepare for the next day. So yun. Um, when I said it drastically changed, then it goes with time. Because before, when I was in first year, I didn't know better. I, I didn't sleep talaga. As in, I would have like 4 to 5 hours of sleep. And that's what I meant, diba? By studying smart and not hard. Because mm-hmm. I learned na it's really not healthy for you. So now, usually, parang one, around 1, 1.30, um, tap out na ho. So that I'll have at least seven hours of sleep um, mm-hmm. and prepare for the next day. So yun, um, it works for me. And yung habit nga of reading the law and then the commentary and then the cases. Or if I'm short for time, just the law and then the cases. Parang it's always mm-hmm. that. Kasi for certain, yeah, kasi for, for certain subjects, diba, parang if hindi na talaga kayang habulin, parang I just read the law and then the cases. Because usually naman, parang you'll figure out like the other things na important from the commentary in the cases then because the Supreme Court discusses um like the law and why a law is certain way. So you know. 
Okay, thank you so much for that, Billy. That was a very insightful discussion. I think that's all the time we have now. Um, do you have any last-minute um, plugins that you'd like to share? Maybe your viewers again. Oh yeah. Um, for any law students out there and um aspiring law students, um, I actually share my reviewers in a Google Drive. You can access it at tinyurl.com/billynote. So B Billy is B I L L I E notes. Um, I try to update it. Um, each time. So even for midterms, I actually upload my midterms so that my batchmates, my midterm reviewers, so that my batchmates will be able to access it in time for midterms. Hey, advocates. Thank you so much for tuning in into this episode. If you have any comments or suggestions of topics that we can still discuss in this podcast in the future, feel free to contact me at underscore Steph Naval on Instagram or Twitter. So thank you so much and have a good day.